0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by an unstoppable lacrosse player. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. I got this guy in my class, Hugh. He is, man, he's next level. He really cracks me up. He works really hard. So I love having him in class. He's a great student. He he genuinely studies, and he's got a personality for a mile. He's he's fantastic. He's actually friends with this other previous student I had. Now the, the previous student, his name was Tristan, was this monster of a kid. Okay, he was he's this incredible cross player. They they won NCS. Uh, my buddy, or excuse me, my student Hugh was on the cross team with him, and he's you know a younger classman, and it's just it's clear how much Hugh admires Tristan. And not in a weird way, just, you know, like this guy is a monster. He's unstoppable. And I very much like Tristan as well. He was actually one of the few students. He's a big boy. He's like 220. He's one of the few students that we'd be joking around. He'd always kind of be kind of trying to push my buttons. And I'd say, hey, why don't you come in to the Jiu-Jitsu Academy and, uh, and we'll see what's up. He's the only student who actually showed up. <laughs> so he shows up and he's down to train. Now, mind you, I I tap him out right away. I mean, choke him, armbar, the whole bit, right? But he's he's genuinely down to learn. And he wants to go into the service and he wants to know some, some martial arts before he does. And it was awesome. And again, he's a big boy, so he's... <laughs> Even for, you know, somebody who doesn't know anything, it was like, oh, you're really strong and you're, you're definitely going to fight through this, which was great. Again, very, very cool guy. And he came up the other day. Tristan came up in conversation in class and he was saying how he's such a monster and how he's unstoppable and how he's, he's this, that, and the other. I was like, yeah, he's pretty strong, pretty tough for somebody who doesn't know anything about fighting. And he was like, there's no way. There is no way you could ever beat Tristan in a real fight. And I started cracking up and I said, Hugh, you realize I I do professional fights. Like I'm not a cage fighter, but there's no way. Tristan has no chance. He's like, no, bro, no. And he starts going off, his eyes get big, he gets real serious. And he's looking at me, he said, You don't understand. Tristan has a switch he can flip unstoppable. And I am dying in class. I said, "Look, man, that's great. I am sure he's a really tough 19-year-old." And he was borderline saying he's just a god. <laughs> the whole time I'm cracking up thinking about it. And I'm going back and forth with him back and forth with him. And and it was funny because I it's impossible for me to relate to Hugh what trouble Tristan would be in if he came onto the mats and, you know, we we fought, you know, again, for fun. But I promised him, I said, listen, next time Tristan's in town, you both can come down to the Jiu-Jitsu Academy if we got our vaccines and we're safe and everything. You guys can both come down and Tristan and I will go to town, baby. (laughs) He... We will see what's up. Now, Tristan, again, is huge. Apparently, he can bench something like 350 pounds now. So this is an incredibly strong human being. I mean, 350 pounds, I don't care how old you are. That's bonkers. And to be 19 and in 350, big boy. But again, jiu-jitsu, very effective against big, strong guys. And before I let the conversation go, I was about to say something about how it doesn't matter how strong he is. I'm going to crush him anyway. And I remember something that my dad had actually related to me. Uh, my, my dad and his, uh, my adopted siblings were, were in town for Christmas years back. And they were staying at a hotel. We don't have a very big house. They were staying at a hotel. And I go there for breakfast one day. I think they were staying at the embassy suites and they have that awesome breakfast in the morning. So we go to the embassy suites. All right, I go there and we're having breakfast. Go upstairs, hanging out. They're going to leave in a couple hours and they live in Alaska so they don't seem very frequently. And my the older adopted brother, Johnny, he's a great wrestler in fact, really really skilled wrestler. And he starts pushing me around. I'm like, "Johnny, get the hell off of me." Right? He's 20. I'm a black belt. I don't in, in jiu-jitsu. And so we start wrestling around. And of course, I choke him and I'm arm barring him and stuff and we're flying over the beds and you know, brawling around like brothers do. And and my dad grabbed me, just kind of like in passing, he's like, make sure you let him win once. And I laughed about it. It's like, what? Let him win once? That's not how this goes, man. And and I talked to my dad about it later. It was really interesting because he said, Look, you don't have to let him win all the time. You can make sure he knows that he has a lot to learn. But you don't want him to feel like his, he's destined to be on the losing end in everything in life. And I'm like, I'm not telling him he's going to be a loser in life. I'm just telling him he can't beat me in jiu And we kind of went round and round on it. But I've been thinking about that more lately. And I've especially been thinking about it with the way Hugh responded with Tristan. Because Hugh obviously admires this guy. And not without cause. I mean, Tristan was a tremendous athlete. They went, won NCS. I mean, he was a great lacrosse player. And he admires him and thinks he's, you know, something to aspire to, to be like Tristan, to be that skilled, to be, you know, that adept and competent and stuff. That's all great stuff. And, and I started realizing and thinking about kind of, look, what is your goal here? Obviously, you're not going to convince Hugh that that you're going to be able to beat up Tristan when he comes in, right? Like, you're not going to be able to convince him. The only thing you're going to be able to do is tell him that Tristan has no chance and and try to whittle down his, his image of Tristan. Now, when the time comes, if Tristan does come home and he doesn't want to come into the jiu-jitsu school, I'd love to train with him. And I'll choke him and armbar him and I'll show him all the stuff I did and I'll try to teach him things and and hopefully he'll fall in love with the sport like I did and get better at it. It's an important thing, especially if you're going to be a serviceman. So that's great. But what's the value? I started thinking. What's the value in trying to lessen Tristan's image in his mind? What's the value of taking that potential for somebody away. Maybe Hugh believes Tristan's unstoppable and he wants to model himself in that image. Maybe he believes that he can become unstoppable as well. All I'd do by lessening Tristan in Hugh's mind is robbing Hugh of that sentiment. I'd be robbing him of that that kind of role model. I'd be taking away a goal. And when I realized this, I was kind of like, God, man, what are you doing? Let him love Tristan. Let him love who he thought he was. Let him love the image of that. Let him aspire to be unstoppable. Let him have Tristan as a guide, as, as in his mind's eyes, something that he, he could be. And I started thinking about all the ways we deal with youth. And it's such a, it's such a funny balance. You have to teach Humility. When Tristan does come into the school, I'm going to squash him. That's just the way it's going to go. You have to teach humility, but you also have to strike a balance where they believe there's a chance. And it's the belief in that chance that keeps young people coming forward. If you take that chance away, it's over for people. I'm living on a chance right now. I believe there's a chance in the next few months that we'll all be vaccinated or the vast majority of us and we can get back to life. I'm living on that chance. I'm breathing that chance. I'm consuming that chance voraciously. Because without that chance, the world I would be in, the world in my head, the world all around me would be so much worse. I got to believe in chances. I got to believe in potential. And if I know how important it is for me to have those things, who the hell am I to take that away from somebody younger? You got to have faith. You got to believe in something better. You have to aspire to something better. Because if we stop aspiring, if we have no role models, if we have no reason to keep pushing, we end up in a really dark, dark hole. So find your role model. Find the thing you aspire to be. And more than anything, believe in the chance that you could be that thing. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.